0: Welcome to the Sourced Weekend Review. My name is Michael Crutcher. Jordan McDonald. This is Weekend Review number seventy-eight. Indeed, it is. Now, when we last met, you were heading to Montville for a wedding. How was it?
1: It was fantastic. Really, really good wedding. Um, Location perfect for both the ceremony and for where we were staying. It was fifteen minutes apart from. uh, Sorry, fifteen meters apart. From oh, another, so it was very good. The weather was excellent too. The very next day after the wedding, poured rain, oh, fog oh, everywhere, really? visibility to 50 metres. It was, yeah, it was perfect. It was a really good wedding. It worked out very well. Very well indeed. It's
0: very good to hear. Weather's very good now. It's been a big week. Plenty to uh, look at this week. I'm just trying to. Watch the end of a
1: baseball yeah. game as Michael's we Michael's attention isn't fully into this <laughs> podcast at the moment. We have a phone set up which has a baseball on at the moment. Well, oh, just what's happened here? I
0: set this phone up and it's beautifully set up where no one can see it. But and I've got a calendar invite that's come up and it's currently covering the score.
1: Oh, that's no good, is it?
0: So, I Might don't. Have know. To clear that, hey? Oh, you can reach there and clear that. Well done, thank you. So, that's okay.
1: oh. Oh, now someone's texting me. Yeah, it's good. Michael's ability to do the podcast (laughs) with very little prep is good. Meanwhile, I've done four (laughs) pages of notes. I've looked off five pages today of notes for me to get through this. Look, I'm going to lift
0: just like I hope the New York Mets will currently lift as they need two more outs to break a five-game losing streak. So let's hope. But, Jordan, biggest news this week that we have to open this week in review with is the Apple headset is out. This is been something that's been tipped for a while, now we've seen it, what do we need to know?
1: Yeah, so Apple's gone all in on the augmented reality, so this week the company unveiled what's called the Apple Vision Pro, and it's an augmented reality headset, and it's uh, it's a big deal because it's probably the biggest product launch th- that Apple's had since the iWatch in 2015. Yeah, it would be too. So the augmented reality headset, it's referred to as a spatial computer, and it will initially focus on enhancing the streaming gaming and video conferencing uh, for people who use it yep so the the vision pro will deliver mixed reality which means it will keep the user present and emphasize the uh, mixed reality features so what you might see when you're using it you might have your emails texts videos or whatever you're watching it'll be overlaid onto the real world the real physical world so you
0: won't have your vision blocked no
1: that's which is really interesting that's it so Apple loves to toot its own horn, and it certainly is in this uh, product launch. So they're boasting the headset offers a pretty unchallenged experience because of its mixed reality, uh, so mixed reality approach. Now we know Meta's also playing in the space. They reckon that Meta is different because different because they've chosen to go with virtual reality first. Yeah, they have, haven't they? Meta yeah, has so definitely gone that way. Yeah. So when you use Meta's Quest Pro, for example, you're an avatar in a fully digital space. Yep. So the Vision Pro does uh, offer more than just overlaying graphics on the physical world. Users will be able to turn a small knob that will adjust the surroundings. You watched this in the video before. Yeah, there's a good video. Yeah, it's a it's really good video. It's like a
0: 10-minute video that Apple's put out, which is actually yeah. worth having a look at. So
1: one of the features is I think you can you know uh, watch something that becomes 100 foot wide, the screen does. But if you're if you're dull with your surroundings, you can crank up the uh, virtual reality side of it and you're suddenly not so much in reality yep. or environment. Yep. So far, as you can see, is different uh, 3D di- digital world. All this innovation though comes at a cost, and my word hasn't it, <laughs> one of the articles i read about it this week said it's vision pro, not vision everybody, and I think it's <laughs> spot on. Starting price for Australians is around $5,000, and that's pretty 5, steep. 5000 Pretty steep, particularly when you consider that it's a technology that most people wouldn't have engaged with once yet or even know about. Um, I certainly don't have a spare five grand, yeah. Uh, So I think I'll join those who are waiting probably a year or so for a price reduction or a more (laughs) uh, wallet-friendly option. So, yeah,
0: yeah. It's that video as we mentioned that Apple put out. It's worth having a look at. It's um, it shows you what it can do, and maybe this is where I think with the metaverse, we keep talking about the metaverse and how Mm. it is the big thing to unlock in this next step in what we're doing with technology. But Apple seems to have just changed the dimension a bit here and maybe it's a workable metaverse for now. Like when you look at that video, you can see things, you can, uh, control, um, the movement with your eyes to mm-hmm. so be able to move across different icons. The way you watch TV looks fantastic. Mm. I mean, you can watch, you know, movies, etc. Um, So that looks really good, but it's a 5K. And do you want to be spending 5K when it comes out early next year? I think we've (laughs) got to wait till then. Or do you want to wait a little while longer when no doubt the technology will improve? And it is still a clunky headset. Yeah.
1: You put it on and it's... It is still quite large. And we were talking about this before. I think think it'll be a real game changer when they can work out the technology that will reduce it to our current sort of... Glasses, sunglasses or just your your work glasses size. I think when you can confine that technology into that sort of size, that'll be pretty amazing.
0: It will be. You go looking there at what it'll, you know, mean as time goes on. I mean, for someone, say, living in a, you know, smaller place, the way that this is set up, you can have – this is essentially a massive screen TV
1: for you. It's that's essentially it. that. It's it's enhancing your really practical things that you already have, it, whereas Meta's gone that whole, this is a completely foreign world to you. Like, you know, Apple's just gone, well, here's the things you're already using. Let's make them yeah. better. So, yeah, let's wait and see when
0: they come out, what it's like, and we'll get some of the feedback then. But, you know, for now, uh, big breakthrough from Apple this week. Now, something else that's been interesting this week has been – it's to do with newspapers, to do with um, – the Victorian government this week announcing that from July 1 it will no longer spend its advertising budget in newspapers, in print newspapers. So that's caused much gnashing of teeth in Victoria. So from July 1, as we said, that'll be out. Now, it's really interesting because newspapers aren't enjoying their strongest days financially, so they're not fond of losing advertisers and particularly advertisers who spend millions each year like the victorian government about 15 million dollars last year in print advertising so now the victorian premier said this is purely a decision based on how effective the advertising reaches for the different options they want to employ i'll quote the victorian premier Mm. we are going to spend where there is the greatest audience and that is obviously online and the electronic media okay now of course the question has been raised this is payback for the media coverage of his government he pointed to the fact that the government will still be advertising with these media companies on their website so he claims that's not part of it now i'm not going to stick up for the victorian premier here uh, i don't find him to be a particularly inspiring politician in fact if i see him on tv i'll generally probably uh, look away but as much as it pains me to say it, he's making an argument here that is quite logical yep the newspaper company's response has been loud and quite predictable. They say that some people will now miss out on important government messages and they pushed out their readership figures to claim that this is a poor decision by the government. But here's where the problem lies for newspapers. Their data is not seen as reliable by some advertisers. Now newspapers around the country stopped publishing their circulation numbers in June 2017. That's six years ago. Mm -hmm. So up until then, the newspaper circulation figures came out quarterly. This is how many papers were, are being um, printed. And also prior to that decision to stop publishing the figures, the newspaper publishers had banded together to create their own audience metrics. So they'd yep. the previous provider and come up with their own way to decide how many people were consuming their products. Now, unsurprisingly, some of Australia's biggest advertising buyers were rather suspicious of these figures. Mm-hmm. They didn't put much faith in them. So... The answer to this question is perhaps easy. Newspapers, which I love or always love, because I had the great privilege to edit one of them for a while, have to be more transparent about their figures. So how about every Australian newspaper every day tells us how many papers that they print and also how many papers they sell, because there's a difference. Yeah. How many you of print and how is. many you sell. You know, that will give us a bit more data. So when it comes to deciding, well, is the government right to pull the advertising? Is it not? Maybe we'll have more insight into that now a second thing that happened this week which i forgot to put in my notes you'll be shocked to hear that is the age in uh victoria the age decided to drop its daily editorial in the newspaper yes that's right so the editorial is that column in the newspaper which is essentially the newspaper giving its view on something yep and that's been a traditional part of newspapers forever. The Age has decided it will publish an editorial on a Saturday and when it thinks it's it's worthy to do that. Right. Which I am just astounded at. I'm astounded that a newspaper doesn't think that it shouldn't have – something to say about something important let's face it Victoria is a big state there's plenty going on yeah if you can't find something that you think the paper should have a perspective on every day well I just don't get that now if it's to do with the fact that you don't have enough staff in the newsroom to write these editorials maybe that's more believable. right? But just to say that you've decided you'll hand over the pages to more reader views, hey, we've got social media with views galore. We don't need to open up a newspaper to find out more things that people want to say. If we want that, we can find it. They already have a space for that in papers. True. So I just found that interesting in the same week that the Victorian government pulled uh, that um, the advertising, they announced it at least, the age decides to do this thing, which I find a really important part Of any newspaper. What does the editorial say? What is the paper saying? I had to write lots and lots of them in my time, but I think they're a great um, marker for newspapers. End of rant, Jordan, because uh, (laughs) that's me teeing off here. It's um, a surprise
1: rant this week. I wasn't
0: even warned. But in related um, news here, we're talking here about some of the traditional media you know, having some issues here, but you've had a look at something to do with the big tech companies, Meta, YouTube, etc., and something that they've announced this week.
1: Yeah, so your big, big tech companies like Meta and YouTube, they're reversing changes they Im- that they implemented to fight misinformation. So I don't know most of you would remember that around the time of COVID and the 2020 election, most of the big tech companies, they implemented these changes which would prevent misinformation on its platforms. But now that they're saying that the benefits of political dialogue outweigh the (laughs) risks of harm. So YouTube is changing its election integrity policy and will now keep content that mentions fraud or glitches in the 2020 presidential election Uh, meta. The uh, company obviously behind Facebook and Instagram has reinstated the Instagram account of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yes. He's a prominent figure uh, known for spreading COVID misinformation. Why has he been reinstated? Well, he's now running for president and that seems to be a good enough reason. Other changes include Twitter who now has plans to accept political ads after blocking them since probably 2019. Spotify brought back political ads last year after a two-year ban. And Hulu, which is owned by Disney, says it will accept political uh, issue ads. So, look, experts in favour of the changes say that flooding social media with accurate information is the key, while others believe that fact-checking is more effective than uh, blocking speech. I say it's all pretty irresponsible if you're a big (laughs) tech company. Um, But, look, the 2024 election isn't far away. Uh, It's interesting to watch how big tech was going to navigate misinformation in this mostly post-COVID era now.
0: Well, as we've said on this podcast many times before, um, follow the money. It's normally the answer to most things. Yes. Hey, there's more traffic here. There's ads. Mm -hmm. Doesn't hurt with your revenues. And we are coming up to that election time. It's going to be not just in the US, but here as well, because the Queensland election will be on at the end of, in October next year, just before the US true, election. So, true. yeah, we're going to be in election cycles everywhere. Now, one thing we mentioned before was the release of AI, uh, Apple's headset at yeah. the Worldwide Developers Conference, mm-hmm. um, and at which Apple was also tipped to maybe have something unveiled to do with uh, AI didn't really happen, but this next item you wanted to bring up, it touches on that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, there's a first for everything and we might be seeing or witnessing the beginning of a new era in search advertising. And obviously, when you think of search, you think of Google. Yes, so indeed. Google is long-reigned king in the world of web search. You know, earning its enormous revenues mm. from search advertising, taking them from newspapers. Yes, but data from market research company Insider Intelligence is showing something different. It's it's, it's showing that big tech rivals are beginning to threaten its top spot. So, what's causing the increase uh, competition in search advertising? And it's generative AI. Changes to privacy and the rise of retail media networks. So together they're driving more competition into that search advertising market. So so just give us a definition then of generative AI. So generative AI, it's a a type of technology that can generate its own content like your pictures, text, music, without the need for explicit human instructions. So looking at these competitors for Google who's threatening its turf... Microsoft is first on the on the plank there, so it's set to outpace Google actually in search ad revenue growth this year, thanks to its smart investment in its generative AI, which is obviously driving user growth for its search engine Bing. Yep. So the data, which was from Insider Intelligence, uh, it expects that Microsoft's search ad revenue will grow three times faster than Google this year, which is pretty substantial. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Meanwhile, Amazon continues to rule that uh, retail search advertising realm, of course. It captures a staggering 80.7% of uh, retail media search ad spending, which is enormous. However, both Amazon and Google, they're they're not immune to uh, stiff competition from other e-commerce giants like Walmart and Mm. Instacart who are creeping up pretty quick at the moment. Amongst this, you've got Apple. Apple's ad revenue is on track to exceed five billion this year, almost quadrupling its earnings from five years ago. Yep. Apple, you know, attributes a lot of the success uh, in some ways to its own privacy focused initiatives. So Google has always been the king of search advertising. Mm. I don't think it will change anytime soon, but its growth is slowing down because of the maturing market. So this year, Google search ad spending is grow, is projected to grow to eight point three percent, which is positive growth. Sure, it's but pretty it's, good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's, but it's the first time since two thousand and nine that Google's growth rate has fallen below ten percent year over year. So the landscape is changing a bit, and it's worth keeping an eye on. Isn't that astonishing that since two thousand and nine, Google has
0: grown at least, 10% at least year ten percent year on year? That's yeah, it's uh, enormous. There's not many places that. No. Do that. No, so consistently
1: like that too.
0: Even if you're only growing 8% this year, you know, 8% on, you know, last year's figure is still bigger than, say, 10% on the 2017 figure. Oh, yeah. So it's still substantial, but it's only a matter of time before this all changes. Like the, We're getting our heads around AI and where it's going to move things. Mm-hmm. So things that we haven't. And naturally, things we might have thought of, there'll be impacts there, and that market is one worth looking at. Now, we've spoken about succession, yes, a bit on this podcast, and it turns out we're guilty of speaking about something that not a whole lot of people care about. When oh, we, as numbers. in us, on this podcast, yes, yeah, you and I. Oh. so I'm about to I'm about to criticise you and I. Oh, right, yes, yeah, so okay. which, which is the guys at Axios in the US have done some. Interesting study. Well, they haven't done the study, but they've brought it together to look at the very strong coverage for the Succession TV series finale Mm -hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago. And if you don't know, Succession follows four seasons worth of a family um, led by Someone who has made a lot of money over the years, an older patriarch on uh, Legacy Media. Yes. As they try to transition into a new media environment. That's pretty much a show. It's a fascinating show. But as it turns out, Axios says that the coverage given by media to success- Succession Finale was far more than TV shows that people really watched. Right. So they crunched these numbers to show that other shows that have stronger... Audiences oh, wow. didn't get as much coverage. Now, the succession finale drew about nine million viewers the final season, about nine million viewers per episode. Whereas House of the Dragon this year, about thirty million people Whoa, per really? episode. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I watched that. Yeah, yeah but I don't think thirty million, I was but part you of that. didn't
0: see the same coverage. No, not quite. Now as it turns out, young Sheldon Which is a show I know that one
1: Yeah Yeah.
0: Haven't watched it though I know it No well our 11 year old Loves young Sheldon Does he? Yeah because it's a bit Of a kid's show there I think it's a kid's show Unless my bad parenting means
1: I think there's some (laughs) crossovers
0: I'll let you figure that out When you get home though Can you go back And edit that part out please (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's... anyway. There's a lot of kids on it anyway. Yeah, kids so. Yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm sure Ainsley will be across that very well. Uh, it uh, didn't get anywhere near as many articles. It's uh, season finale, 56 articles versus 1,000 for Succession God, on a pro-rider basis. So, the data found that Succession was covered six times more than any other show analysed. But for the second lowest average readership of that coverage, it goes to show, and I quote... The media's obsession with Succession drew outsized coverage of the show that was disproportionate to reader interests. So who would have thought that media would overplay something that they were interested in? I am shocked, but we're part of this coverage. <laughs> so just put an asterisk on us. We should have been better. Fair enough. Have you seen the finale
1: yet? No, I, um, I had to reignite my uh, schedule of watching succession because when sham was in new zealand i watched powered through got yeah, to season yeah. three and hasn't it's been about a month oh. and i haven't watched it so it started you, yesterday though, i got through i see season three episode one and two yesterday So I'm so under your theory i could tell
0: you right now what happens in the end and it won't worry you under your theory oh, you
1: told me the other week in the podcast
0: no no the finale episode finale oh, the last, finale? Ever, the last oh, one
1: oh no no i don't want to know you that don't that want that yet?
0: not yet That'll test your theory from a couple of weeks ago not yet not yet Enjoyed, It's very good, but we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're going to talk about the young Sheldon season finale instead. This <laughs> interests more people. Now, we haven't looked for some time at the celebrity magazines, and the reason we haven't is because they were just chockers full of coronation stuff. Yes. We've moved on from the royal family, oh, but mostly. we've gone back this weekend because we do this to have a look at what is topical because these magazines do a fantastic job of tapping in to their audience. But this week, I'm going to go back and say it's a massive weekend. I'm not shocked to see this because the new idea, the new ideas, front page, big one, is Koshy. Koshy's
1: leaving Sunrise. Of course. Did that happen today or is that happened? No, it happened it's happened a few days ago. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's officially off, but I know the decision. Was, I know the decision was made. Yeah. I don't know
0: when the last day is. But anyway, Koshy's being replaced by Shervo, uh, who um, – was also a guy with a nickname, which you need on Breakfast TV. You've got to have a nickname. Yeah. So you'd need to have like J-Mac if you were to do it.
1: Yeah. I don't know how that would uh, go with the Aussie audience. It would be... Koshy's a good one.
0: But you, yeah, you need an... With the Australian audience, you
1: need a Y or an O on the end. Yeah, that's typically,
0: yeah. Y or an O. So anyway, my wife needs me needs me more inside Koshy's emotional decision. So that's the new idea. But then I go across to the Women's Day where... It says in small type, it's not the big story. ABC breakfast shake up, no one is safe. Okay, now, I don't know what they're talking about there, but no one is safe. I don't know whether that means the viewers or that means the actual people who work on the show, but apparently no one is safe. If it's the viewers who aren't safe, yeah, I, who knows? I, so, so anyway, back to new idea. But see, this is this TV breakfast tv it has again i think there's a succession style thing here and it gets more coverage than people who watch maybe, it anyway, maybe anyway does there look so that's the big one with new idea there's a bit of uh, uh harry on there is he prince harry yeah he's anyway he's bought a london yeah, home both. he's on both he's bought a london home apparently so there's that's oh. enormous news um vera is right. back i have no idea who vera is um, I've got no idea who your is either. No, but she's back. So and Nicole Kidman's had a reunion with Bella. I'm not sure who Bella is, but no. oh, the reunion was ruined. Sorry, I missed that last part because it's in italics and lowercase, which is different to the rest of the um, headline. But the reunion was ruined. And get ready for some cooking, some one pot winners, no mess, no fuss. Right. What about Woman's Day? Because uh, there's obviously some. Explosive stuff there.
1: Oh, look, we got Presley family feud explodes sitting up in the middle there. Lies, betrayal, and a fight for Graceland.
0: So this is the thing. This is why we look at these magazines. So obviously the Presley family, I don't get it. do big business.
1: I do not see the Presleys mentioned anywhere else in my life except for when we do this podcast. And look at these magazines. See, maybe they're the young
0: Sheldon that we don't see, but other people watch.
1: I'd like to think I'm in touch with most things, but that that just does no. not cross my radar see, at all. Doing business. No. Um, anyway, Carrie Breaks the Silence, My Side of the Story. I can see that was also mentioned down the New Idea. They're carrying Tommy's romantic Cans getaway. Right. Interesting. I have zero interest in that, but that's yeah, yeah. obviously fascinating. Uh, we've also got Tina Turner, How Love Saved Her. So, right. obviously commemorating... Tina, there. You've got more cooking there. It's soup season. It's not soup no, season in my house, I'll tell that. you that much. No, it's not at well, our either mind. I don't want a soup. Teenage boys aren't big fans of soup. I know that much. Nah, doesn't change when you get older either, at least for me. <laughs> uh, Caddock victim exclusive. Ooh. Melissa is still alive. Oh, there's a great conspiracy there. Far out. Well, better read it. Now, there's a lot there. Now, what's the weekend like for you? Uh, it is pretty quiet. Fortunately, pretty quiet. My uh, my best mate actually moves over to Europe with his partner on Tuesday. Oh, right. So we're doing a farewell drink or two on the weekend. But other than that, it's very quiet because the, the weekends following are just busy. Oh,
0: yeah, so you're just taking an easy one while he can get it.
1: While I can get it, yeah,
0: because right. it'll be a while before a break. What about you? Unless you're heading to the Gold Case for a Devils game against Burley. Oh, yes. So how are we fair against Burley? Uh be a very good game I think because um, we tend to play in the finals every year Mm. and I'm going to end this podcast by the fact the New York Mets just lost Oh, see we started the podcast when they were in front and that's devastating they've now lost 13-10 what's Uh, that six in a row six in a row bugger that lucky there's only 162 games in a season we have time to recover (laughs) enjoy the weekend you too